Yo, 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 welcome back to Tipsy's F1 podcast. It is our second ever episode and we probably still don't have a jingle or something random like that yet. Who knows, we could go 50 episodes without getting one of those. We could go many more episodes without getting one of those. I don't know. We, we're just getting started. We're figuring it out. The format's going well. The last episode we spoke about liveries. So we can finally stop talking about liveries because it's actually really getting boring now. And this episode, we're going to talk mainly about my driver predictions because I need to get a driver prediction thing coming out soon because this weekend we have testing coming up. We have Drive to Survive. So even all that stuff, like like there's the Formula E Cape Town event happening and I'm from Cape Town. So this is very exciting for me. So I'll be talking about all that stuff next week. Testing outcomes, uh, more stuff about, I don't know, Drive to Survive, about the Formula E very exciting stuff coming up next week. So this is the only time I really have to talk about driver predictions. Now before I hop into that, if you have enjoyed the last episode and you are enjoying this and you think you'll like to hear more of this, do please leave a follow, subscribe or something, whatever you're listening to this on. This is pretty much sponsored by myself, the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash tipsy underscore pineapple. If you see some random pineapple smiley character that that's me that's my channel that's who i am as a content creator all right so driver predictions i don't know how to start this the way i would probably begin with this is by just talking about the top and then the bottom and then kind of working our way down to the middle because i do think the middle is going to be quite exciting and i like the fact that we have a, a fun midfield to actually watch because that's quite interesting Starting with the bottom, I am very confident in saying this is my one prediction I think I will get right. I think Williams is still going to bottle it up. I think they're going to stay there at the bottom. I don't think they're going to do very well. I think we'll see Alex Albon coming 19th and Logan Sargent coming 20th. Not because Logan Sargent is bad, but mostly just because Alex Albon is, he's experienced now. He's been in various teams and he's just, he's more experienced than an F1 car. So I do think he will outperform Logan Sargent a little bit not a lot a little bit I think Logan Sargent is great and all but he, he's just probably not going to cut it like and they they're going to be in a Williams it's a very slow car it just is what it is so there's all these rumors about other companies potentially buying Williams and that's kind of putting me on edge of it because I think you know Williams would only really consider maybe selling and these rumors would only be coming up if Williams looked like a target to just hand people over so I don't think that team's going to do very well that actually you know what I was going to talk about the top teams but let me talk about the the ninth place team that I think is going to occur this year I think it's going to be AlphaTauri I think AlphaTauri are are finishing ninth because not because DeFries is bad but Oh, Sonoda is overhyped in my opinion and I just I don't think he's gonna do very well being the leader of this team now and and it's just like Red Bull doesn't seem too keen on them they seem to have fallen off a lot since they've rebranded from Toro Rosso to AlphaTauri I, I guess they're oh, they kind of are rebranded but they were good when they first rebranded to AlphaTauri but it just feels like Red Bull doesn't care about them anymore and I'm sure Helmut Marko is pretty keen on just selling them off to someone who might also be keen a lot of people are interested in getting into formula one these teams are expensive to buy so it would be a good time to sell them while they are still somewhat competitive for not last place so there's all the rumors going out the way i mean obviously we, we could talk about alfa romeo oh they're selling and everything but you know they're not really selling or well, they are selling but it's a much more drawn out long-term plan for them so i actually have some hope for alfa romeo that will eventually become audi to do quite well 
we'll talk about them a bit later. I think they will we'll see. I don't know. I'm still kind of thinking my decisions here around what's going to happen. Regarding the top teams, I actually think that Mercedes will win the Constructors, but Max will still win the championship. Max at Red Bull, Max Verstappen, he is crazy. He, he's insanely good for, he, he is just like the goat of his generation. You know, obviously if we leave Latifi out. I think that, that Max is just going to crush it. And I also have a feeling that Lewis and George might actually take points off each other. So that's good for the team, but not good for their individual results. And it, it might be that there are some team orders and a lot of people are predicting that there might be some beef between Lewis and George because George is no longer like the first new year in his team. He's quite settled now. He won his first race last year when Lewis didn't win a race last year. There's probably going to be some beef because I think George is very much on the pace of Lewis. Lewis kind of aging off a bit and getting tired and George still being like, I'm young, I'm ready to fight, I'm ready to get that championship. I think we'll have some fights through around mid-season if they're still even on points. Like there's going to be this this issue where people are going to say, okay, Lewis, take the way. And George is not going to be too happy about that. Or there might be moments where they just decide George is the only one we have a shot of winning a championship with. And Lewis, he's going to be done. He will retire if that's the case. So I have kind of spoken about Red Bull, but yeah, so I think Mercedes will be the top team. Red Bull will be second just because of Max's great performance. And then I do think the Ferraris, they'll both beat Perez. I think both drivers will be Perez. Not because Perez is bad, just because Max is very, very good. And I do think Ferrari is making a good leap forward. I think Ferrari will be up there. They'll definitely be scoring podiums and a couple of race wins here and there. I don't think they're out. I just think the other teams have that slight edge over them. But I, I'm excited to see Fred Vacher do some great things for the team and, and really bring them forward into a new space. Okay, now it's the debate. So do I speak about that best of the rest? Or do I speak about that, like, not quite the worst, but bottom there? So I've already mentioned at the top now we have Mercedes, then Red Bull, then Ferrari. And at the bottom we have Williams in last. And in ninth it will be AlphaTauri. I feel like I need to talk more about AlphaTauri. Oh, I don't know. I just, like, we'll see them. The problem is they're not going to really feature much because being the second last team is almost more boring than being the last team. It's just like you, you never see them. You're like, ah, oh, they're there. If they score a point here and there, they'll be excited. But it's not going to be very impressive. We're going to get to the end of the year and they might still have, like, single-digit points, which is not very exciting to see. I've had to think about this one now. The bottom two teams for... 7th and 8th. That's going to go to Haas and Alfa Romeo. I love how I'm saying this so confidently. And the more I think about it, the more I think Haas is going to be team number 8. Well, there might be a chance that Haas is actually team number 9. We'll see how well Alfa Tari does. But I, I'm going to predict that Haas will come 8th, which obviously means that I think Alfa Romeo will come 7th. I think they'll, they'll do well. I think they're going to start being on the up, especially now with all their team structure changes. And now that Audi's probably getting more involved and in pulling some strings there to make the team ready for 2026 when the new engine regulations come in, I think they're going to make some leaps and be one of those higher up midfield teams uh, if, if the other teams might fall down. Who knows? It's kind of hard to tell. There can only be one winner. That's the crazy thing with Formula 1. Everyone can be on the top of their game, but there can still only be one winner and I guess nine losers, but one main loser. 
So it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell which teams are moving forward. It's obviously kind of a roller coaster on performance. Some teams will start doing well. Other teams will catch up. Some teams will taper off. Other teams will, will like push through and keep progressing forward. So really exciting. Hard to tell. That's the fun thing about the sport is you just never really know. I kind of hope my predictions are wrong just because I think it will be a lot of fun. But yeah, we'll see. It's going to be great. Now let's talk about that fantastic midfield. There are three teams that I haven't mentioned. There's that space for sixth, fifth, and fourth. And in this all, I'm going to make the very bold prediction that most of my friends and everyone else calls me rather foolish for making. I think that Aston Martin might be best of the rest. The reason I'm saying this is Alonso. It's just purely Alonso. He's the only one. He's the reason this is happening. Is like Alonso is there. He's uh, a... <laughs> it's Alonso man peak Alonso is still to come it's amazing I'm very excited I do have one friend who's super he's drinking the Kool-Aid and is going peak Alonso but oh have you seen Alonso he just crushes it you can tell I'm a huge Alonso fan either way it's definitely not Stroll but I think the team as a whole will be doing better I don't think we'll have as many teammate collision issues because I do think Fernando Alonso will be significantly ahead of Stroll but I think Stroll will be scoring regular points uh, and I think Alonso will be up there. Like if there's anyone who is a podium contender for best of the rest, I think it is Alonso in the Aston Martin. If you look at Aston Martin's performance towards the end of last year, you could see they were really pulling themselves forward. And, you know, they're only building on top of that now. There aren't any major regulation changes. And from what I could see, they were they were up there. Like, they were fighting the McLarens. They were fighting the Alpines. Like, they were just up there from around Mexico onwards. I think it was Mexico when they started doing well. It was great. It made me excited. I mean, I know Mexico was really good for McLaren as well. We saw Daniel Ricciardo actually have a very good race. I think... That Mexico race might have saved Daniel Ricciardo's future in F1. He might come back just based off of his performance in Mexico because he he showed that, hey, he's still got something there. But yeah, that's my thoughts. My thoughts are that Aston Martin will pull themselves ahead just because, you know, they're they're working hard. I think they have a long-term plan and we didn't expect them to do well at the start of the new regulations or even the start of the old regulations. This is their second year officially as Aston Martin in F1 and I think they have more of a five-year plan to getting to the front. So this is halfway through their five-year plan or halfway through this year will be their five-year plan being halfway so we should see regular points contending from them that should be their goal for the year if they can score a podium that would be amazing I would assume in 2024 they should be scoring regular podiums if they want to get to their result of being the five-year plan of being the constructors champions so we we have to see if they're not scoring regular points if they're not at least fit in the constructors then they're probably not meeting their five-year plan because if you think about it five-year plan uh, yeah. the first year you expect to be 10th or 9th the second year you'd probably expect to be 7th or 8th the next year you've got to be at least 6th but aim for aim for well you always aim for first but you know we'll see right and the final ones who's going to be on top McLaren or Alpine I I like McLaren a lot I really like Lando and I really like Oscar Piastri uh, don't, don't hate me for that I, I don't know why, I just, I like them. I've always liked Lando, I think because when I first got into F1, the girl I was dating loved Lando so much. But we broke up, so I probably shouldn't really be liking Lando so much anymore. Uh, <laughs> uh, now I like the sport. But I do like the fact that, hey, Lando's quite... He's young, he's in with it. He, he does Twitch streams. I thought that was amazing. I got to watch some Twitch streams from him. He doesn't do it as much anymore. I think he's focusing more on the racing part. But he does do some streaming on Twitch, which is quite cool, I think. 
As for Oscar Piastri, I'm sure we'll see some great things from him. He won the F2 championship in his first year there. He won the F3 championship in his first year there. I think he won other stuff in his first years there in lower categories as well. He's just been really good and he's focused on racing and this is the thing he's decided to be good at. And I want to see Alpine get shot in the face for like, you know, not even the foot shot in the face because of the way they handled the whole Oscar Piastri situation, calling him out and just being really mean to the guy, you know, saying like, oh, you know, you were supposed to drive with us and like he got a good offer and they were they were like leaving him hanging. Like I am, I'm all up on the driver's side versus the team side. If it comes to supporting a team versus a driver, I support the drivers as individuals more because the teams, you expect them to be good leaders. You expect them to be doing well enough to want a driver to want to drive with them, etc. So that's that's where I stand around that. I just want to see Oscar Piastri do really well and I want to see him beat the Alpines. So I've told you what I want. And, and just for being happy and fully believing in what I want, I'm also going to predict that they will do that because, yeah, it's one of those predictions where I really hope I'm right and I will be very satisfied if I'm right. There are other predictions I've had here where I'm not super happy with it. I'm just like, oh, that is what it is. I'm pretty sick of Max winning the championship and it's only been twice in a row. In the first one, I was going for Max. I wanted him to win. And now... I really hope that it's at least a challenge if he does win. I hope it comes down to the last race or at least the second last race, just so it's interesting because, oh, it is crazy. What a what a season we are hopefully in for. Finally, obviously, now that, that puts McLaren in fifth, Aston Martin fourth. In sixth place, this last team I haven't spoken about is Alpine. I think Alpine's going to be continually hit with their reliability issues. I know a lot of people could work on their engines and focus on reliability. I think this is a thing a lot of teams did. Alfa Romeo is well known for this. A lot of people were saying that they built their car more than they needed to. And they had these reliability issues and they were like, cool, well now we can, on regulations, fix the reliability issues. I might, it might have been Aston Martin who did the same. I don't really know. I don't know what I'm talking about 99% of the time, but hey, you're listening anyway, and I think you're enjoying. Point is, I think there are a lot of teams that were building their engines and not focusing on reliability because reliability was the only thing that they were allowed to work on beyond developing their engines. So I am, I'm under the impression that Alpine might be doing that, but I hope that they fail in that. They obviously had some really bad luck last year with reliability and, you know, Alonso was not happy with that. And I think Alonso believes that Aston Martin will do well. The point is, we have the new drivers. We have Ocon and Gasly. I think they're going to be fairly evenly paced, which is actually a big problem for the team because Ocon is a dick when it comes to his teammates. I mean, he's all right. He's, he's, he's a nice guy. Like, he's a nice guy in the media pens. But as soon as he puts that helmet on, he, he like, everyone is his enemy. And he will defend the hardest against his teammate because I think he's been burnt in the past knowing that he wasn't better than his teammates, so when that happened, they, you know, he got kicked out of F1. He was out for a year, and we thought we probably wouldn't see him again. But, you know, he came back, and now I think he really wants to make sure that he's at least always better than his teammate because teams rarely get rid of both their drivers in one year. And I think they're pretty scarred for getting rid of both their drivers in one year because of what Haas did. Although, I mean, they got rid of both their decent drivers and they also just bought in two rookies and thought, oh, these rookies might be way better than everyone else. Uh, and yeah, that was a bit of a, they shot themselves in the foot because they couldn't get proper feedback on their car. Wow, I've hopped over to talk about Haas again. I should probably talk more about Haas. Haas, I just kind of, I just said, okay, they're, they're going to be there. 
So Haas will be definitely behind Alpine, in my opinion. Uh, I think I think Kevin Magnussen and Nico Hulkenberg are a strong a strong average pairing. I think I think they'll be great together. Um, I think they're what Haas needs. Haas just needs some stability, and I think that's what they'll get with Nico Hulkenberg and Kevin Magnussen. But yeah, I don't know if they Haas's goal is probably to just always come like somewhere in the middle and not be on the bottom half of the grid. I think that's their goal. If they can get to fifth, they'll be overwhelmingly happy. I need to go back to talk about Alpine. Esteban Ocon and Pierre Gasly. Those two have had beef in the past. I think there's going to be some squabbling this year. As much as they say the beef is dead, they're going to behave themselves for three races and then they're just going to be like, I don't care anymore. This guy's a chop. So that that's my opinions on what's going to happen there. And that sort of gives you the driver predictions. Have I said who I think is going to do better in each driver? Okay, let's talk about the teams and then I'll talk about the drivers, how I think they'll match up against each other. So the teams from first to last, I think we're going to have Mercedes first, then Red Bull, then Ferrari, then Aston Martin, fourth place there. Fifth place, we will have McLaren. Sixth place, we will have Alpine. Seventh place, we'll get Haas. Eighth place, we will get Alfa Romeo. Or did I swap my things around? I think Alfa Romeo will be 7th. I think Haas will be 8th. I think Alfa Tari will be ninth, And I think Williams will be 10th. And then when it comes to drivers, I'm not going to say who I think the top drivers are. I mean, I think the top results are going to be Max, Lewis, George. I think those will be the top three drivers in that order. Max P1, Lewis P2, George P3. And then I think we're going to get Leclerc, Sainz, Perez. I really am a big fan of... Big fan of science, but I think they're still going to prioritize Leclerc. I think that's going to happen quite early on. I think science might take a while to get all season down again for some reason. I think he'll just he'll be over eager at the start and have some mistakes. When Leclerc seems to make his mistakes later on, and usually Leclerc is able to hold it on and beat his teammate. But that's my thoughts there. Perez obviously in sixth place. So that's from there on. That's that's my top six drivers orders. I'm not going to focus on driver orders from here on. I'm just going to focus on which drivers beat their teammates. So when it comes to Aston Martin, I clearly think Alonso will beat Stroll. So obviously that would put Alonso as the seventh best driver. And then, then you know, I, I think some other drivers might beat Stroll. But I think Lando and, and Piastri will beat Stroll. And then we'll have Stroll and then we'll have Pierre and then we'll have Ocon. I just I think the team is Alpine is going to be low. So so between Lando and Piastri, I think Lando will beat Piastri. Although I think it will be quite close. I think both drivers are phenomenally good in a a, a car that should be better. I think that's the case we have there with McLaren. Regarding Alpine, I think that Gasly is going to outperform Ocon. I think most people think Ocon will outperform Gasly, but I have a lot of faith in Gasly. I think he's going to be fired up. And as long as he doesn't start next to his teammate, he'll probably beat his teammate. If he does start next to his teammate, his teammate will take him out. In which case, he might beat his teammate. But Ocon usually seems to come out better in the squabbles with his teammates. As long as his teammate isn't Perez. But that's that's a story for another day. Moving on to Alfa Romeo. Bottas or Joe? This is a tough one. I, I'm going to guess that Bottas will do better than Joe. Just because, you know, there there is that chance of... Of what might happen. Well, I don't know. I, I, I'm saying stuff like I know something's going to happen. I, I think they're a very good pairing. I think they're going to be good. I just think Bottas, now and then, he shocks the world with some amazing performances. And he's going to bag a lot of points at once instead of the consistent one point here and there that I think Joe is going to get. And then when it comes to Haas, I think Kevin Magnussen 
Well, I actually, I think Nico Hulkenberg will outperform Kevin Magnussen. If we move down to Alpha Tauri, I think Nick DeFries is going to outperform Yuki Tsunoda. I think a lot of people think the opposite, but I think Nick DeFries will will crush his first gen F1 and outperform Yuki Tsunoda. But I do think the car is going to be terrible. So Nick DeFries is going to have to work very hard to get points here and there when I think Yuki Tsunoda will get a lot of 11th and 12th places. And that's going to be unfortunate because that won't convert into any points. That will just convert into positions where he beats the Williams cars. Then with the Williams guys, I think it's just going to be Alex performing slightly better than Sargent. I actually guess that Williams will get one single point throughout the whole season. I think there's going to be one race where Alex gets a point and Alex will still be 19th in the championship because I think other people will get points here and there. The only other thing I can think of to talk about regarding predictions is actually driver changes. And this is an odd one. I think it's going to be a fairly stable year. What I do think, what I am going to predict, I'm going to predict that Andretti does come into into Formula 1. And I'm going to predict that they choose to have Colton Herter from IndyCar in their team. And they might hijack Daniel Ricciardo. I think Daniel Ricciardo will come, come through to the team. And then... With that said, I think that I think that Perez has got his last year there. I think he might just be sick of the whole Max thing. And I think that because DeFries is doing so well, I think that DeFries is going to move up to be a Dutch driver with Max Verstappen. We're going to have an all-Dutch lineup at Red Bull. And that open AlphaTauri seat is going to go to Alex Albon again. And then I think an Alex Albon spot we will have Mick Schumacher coming back from Mercedes and moving into the Williams because I think Mick would have trained up a lot and Mercedes would pull some strings. And I think that's going to happen there. Anything else? McLaren, I'm pretty confident in their driver lineup staying that way. Alpine, I'm pretty confident in their all-French lineup staying the same as well. I don't think the drivers will leave yet. I think, I think things might mix up a year after that. Regarding Haas, I think they also want to just be consistent again for a while. I think they'll they'll be consistent for at least another year before they think about putting other people in. Aston Martin, I think Alonso and Stroll are staying there. Ferrari, I think Sainz and Leclerc are both staying there. Mercedes, Mercedes, I think Lewis and George will stay. I don't think Lewis is going to retire at the end of the year, but who knows? I could be ridiculously wrong, but I think Lewis has a few more years in him. I think he's going to be in the car till at least 2025. I think when it comes to the new regulations, 2026, Lewis is probably going to be like, that's too stressful for me, I'm out. So those are my thoughts and predictions regarding driver transfers and what might happen. Again, I might be wrong, but this is cool. i got to remember that this episode two of Tipsy's F1 podcast is one to go back to to look at my driver predictions and see what actually happened. But again, that's going to be me for the show. Again, upcoming exciting things. On Friday, I'm going to binge the whole of Drive to Survive. It's going to be great. And I might talk about that and we could release an episode on the weekend. Who knows? There'll also be the... Oh, no. There's so many things going on. There's testing. There's Drive to Survive. And there's Formula E in Cape Town. I don't know if anyone here listening actually follows Formula E. I didn't until I realized that there would be a race in my hometown and then suddenly I was like I am going to follow this now and it's really interesting and fun and it's been fun to watch the Formula E races especially since we haven't had any Formula 1 for like months. So I'm very excited to see more of that and I'm excited to see it live. It will be my first ever race that I'm going to go watch live which is going to be great fun. It won't be loud, it will be squealy and cute little tire screeches but that will be it. Either way, I'm excited. I'm going to talk about that in an upcoming episode. I'm also going to talk about testing 
And I'm going to talk about... What else am I going to talk about? I don't actually know. Uh, I'll talk about Drive to Survive, of course. Many things to talk about. Many things to be excited about. If you've enjoyed, please like the video or follow the podcast or like the episode. I don't know. Whatever you're listening on, do what you can to support me by just showing some love. I appreciate it. If you can comment anywhere, that's great. I, I appreciate positive, constructive feedback. I really get sad when I get negative, unconstructive feedback. Negative, constructive feedback is quite useful though. But anyways, that's been me. I appreciate you guys and I'll see you next time. Cheers.